Hi, and welcome to this week's LGBT Wellness Podcast. Each week, LGBT HealthLink, a program of Centerlink, brings you a roundup of some of the biggest LGBTQ wellness stories from the past week. Get ready to listen and learn lots. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another week of our LGBT Wellness Roundup. As always, remember that you can go to blog.lgbthealthlink.org if you're interested in any of the stories that I discuss and you want to follow up on your own. Let's jump in with the first story of the week, Transgender Doctor Makes History. Glamour celebrated the historic nomination of Dr. Rachel Levine to a top post at the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. This makes her the first trans person to be nominated for a Senate-confirmed post with the federal government. Vox reported that she will be the highest-ranking trans person in history if confirmed and will help lead U.S. health policy. Now, if Dr. Levine's name is familiar, that may be um, because you've seen her in the news or heard about the uh, stories here on the podcast. She's been leading Pennsylvania's response to COVID-19 and unfortunately, as you may expect, got some um, negative comments from transphobic folks uh, in the media and the community. So it's really good to see uh, her being elevated and to see more trans representation, especially knowing how important uh, trans health is and how many disparities trans folks are facing. Next up, LGBT organizations struggle. Movement Advancement Project published a new report finding that three in five LGBT-serving organizations had to revise down their annual budgets in 2020 due to the pandemic and all of the limitations that that put on fundraising, you know, including getting donations and um, all sorts of ways that they uh, get money to keep the doors open. Now, they had to reduce their budgets by nearly $8,000 on average, which is quite a bit. Many revenue sources were down, and of course, these organizations are struggling to keep on um, providing services and to provide innovative services, often online now. So really, um, a time when the community needs that support and troubling to see uh, that they had to cut their budgets um, by that degree. Now, if you want to find and support your own local LGBT center, just go to uh, Centerlink's interactive directory at lgbtcenters.org slash lgbtcenters. In our next story, uterus transplant, a promising idea. Researchers led by Benjamin Jones found that 99% of trans women believed that a uterus transplant would lead to greater happiness for transgender women in general. It also found that 94% had a personal desire to have children in the future, which I think is really interesting and makes that um, certainly a top uh, issue that we should be looking at. The same number, 94%, said that the ability to gestate and give birth themselves would enhance their sense of gender. All of this led to researchers calling for for more research on on this topic and to, you know, continue looking in to see how a uterus transplant might be an option for trans women in the future. Next up, intersex policies begin to change. In training reported on what they are calling overdue policies from a few major children's hospitals to end medically unnecessary surgeries on intersex children. Such procedures have been regularly performed on children with intersex characteristics since at least the 1950s, despite there being no medical need. 
Major organizations, including the World Health Organization, have called on these policies to end. And now we're starting to see that, as I mentioned, in a few major um, hospitals that uh, advocates against these surgeries are hoping will start a trend to have them um, removed from hospitals nationwide. In our next story, a push to prioritize people living with HIV. Gay City News reported that advocates are pushing for people living with HIV to be more clearly included in the next priority group to be eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine. The CDC currently lists people living with HIV as a group that quote-unquote might be at higher risk. Um, This kind of leaves uh, a lot of states in the dark as far as which group um, to place people living with HIV in terms of which priority group. Uh, So advocates are saying that this does not reflect the most recent research, that there is research to show that people living with HIV are at higher risk both for contracting COVID-19 and from having negative impacts, hospitalizations, and deaths from the virus. So they're saying, you know, if, if we have some research to say that this group is at higher risk, we need to prioritize them, even if there were some previous studies that maybe were inconclusive on the subject. And in our final story of the week, First Lady Visits Clinic The Washington Blade reported that First Lady Dr. Jill Biden made a surprise appearance at Women Walker Health, an LGBTQ and HIV-focused clinic in Washington, D.C. Dr. Biden wanted to see how COVID-19 was impacting the community's access to other essential health care services. That concludes another edition of our LGBT Wellness Roundup. If you would like to check out any of the stories that I've shared today, just go to blog.lgbthealthlink.org. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll tune in next week for another edition.